Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're 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 amazing. You're a goddess. Oh, thank you. About? Yeah, always. So no, I... my baby is here. Um, hopefully she's gonna be an iPad kid and mind her business. But if she interrupts, <laughs> I might have to stop and then we record like pick up later. Um, and I could drop her off at Crystal's house or something. But oh no, you're good. You're... We're gonna give it a go. You're perfect the Great. way you are. So. Yeah, my well, my guest today is one of the hosts of uh, my absolute favorite podcast. Uh, what, what would you say, the indie darling, the hardest to find, the hello dysfunction? Like it is so good. Uh, Thank you. Her, her, her name, Patafria. How do you say it? I I know how I would say it. So I say it Patafria, Patafria okay. to make it easy for people. It's of course Patafria, but I'm yeah. not gonna put all that i don't even speak spanish so i'm not gonna put heavy um enunciation on it yeah i remember like always seeing it and i'm like oh, okay that does sound like a name and i'm like wait it just means cold feet like why am i oh so, okay are you mexican i am mexican so are you familiar with um a cousin gave me this name and <laughs> apparently it's supposed to be funny in spanish in mexican spanish for people named Maria, there's a saying, Maria con la pata fria, and it's like a thing. So <laughs> okay. I don't get it because, again, I don't speak Spanish, but she tried to break it down to me. She gave me the name when we were young, and um, I know it's a thing, and she didn't make it up because when I go to social media profiles to use the name pata fria, it's usually taken by someone named Maria. <laughs> and so, oh. oh, another Maria fucking beat me to it, but... Man, I've I had no idea that was a saying. I guess I'm not like that deep into Mexico. Like I barely I notice it. A you know, better explanation from her because I never know. That's all I ever tell people, and they're like, "Okay." I mean, I, yeah. it's just she gave it to me, and it's a thing. So, <laughs> well, it works. I don't know how how uh, your feet might be if they're cold or not. They I mean, are actually. That's are they not actually? Why she gave me that? She gave me that. <laughs> because of my name being maria but my feet are always like fucking ice dude i think at this age me i'm starting that where my feet are always cold i need socks on like no matter what i'm one of those that i can't sleep without socks on yeah it's it's crazy always always have socks on yeah i'm I'm getting to that i don't know i don't know what it is or maybe it's all the pills i take uh... (laughs) circulation issues (laughs) i do that too (laughs) could be that i know I know uh, your podcast, how long has it been going on for now? Like, I see it's like a 200 episodes, so I how think long? it's been going on for like five years. Five years. Yeah, because that's not even yeah. counting the Patreon stuff yeah, where you yeah. find it. Patreon.com slash Hello Dysfunction. Yeah, this, uh, one, this one's been going on for five years. And then before that, I had my own podcast mm-hmm. that I was doing with DJ Fresh. And it was like, I was in an ignorant place back then, and I was a different person. And we all were. 
yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one we were it was mostly like interviewing musicians and like rappers and stuff and just having hella ignorant conversations. <laughs> so a lot of growing has been done for sure. No, I love your show. I always listen to it and like relate so much, especially with like uh I don't want to say with the stealing part because uh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, a, I wouldn't say kleptomaniac, but I do like, uh, you know, taking something for free every now and then. I feel like we're owed at this point just yeah. because of capitalism and the robbery that goes on with these corporations. Um, I'm not for stealing from any mom and pops or any people. Mm -hmm. um, it's mm -hmm. only from big corporations that yeah, dude. us anyway. And they have the insurance to cover it anyway and you know for real they're marking that shit up so we're just trying a million to million times yeah balance everything fucking get all that shit done now i am let's see here and uh what'd you do before you started the podcast like do you have just regular jobs like a nine to five or you know like i've had many many regular jobs i started like making money no lie when i was like seven years old six or seven years old i started um like cleaning up my neighbor's yards and stuff like that and like telling them to give me money and they did and then as soon as i was <laughs> able to get hired by someone as soon as i reached an age because i think here you got to be like 16 or 15 with a work permit but I was able to like convince somebody to hire me when I was like 14, 13, uh, like a yogurt shop and stuff. So I, I've been working my whole life. So I've had, I sold cars before. I sold insurance for State Farm. I did all kinds of stuff. And um, I worked for an African law firm. Like I've, I've done all these different jobs. Um, but then I also was a hoe and I also was a stripper and uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I landed myself in sex work. Is she loud? Is she picking up really loud? No, I don't think so. Okay. Just interrupt me if, if you want to um, oh. like take a break at any time. Oh, you're good. Um, but yeah, once I found myself in doing sex work, I was like, wow, this is my fucking calling. And um, I just stuck with it. And I, I that was in 2006. Well, actually, no, let me, let me back up. It was before that because I started stripping when I was in high school. Ma'am, please. When oh, I was in high adorable. school, she wants to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and Sweet. <laughs> please, Aww. can you go and, and do your iPad, do your games? Um, so I started stripping when I was in high school. And then uh, I was like, wow, this is really easy because I'm bossy by nature and kind of demanding and I don't have a problem asking for money. Um, and so I did pretty good at it. Not the dancing part, but like the, you know, the whole exchange, I guess, and the, the asking men for stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I got married. I lived a square life. I did a bunch of square jobs for years. And then after I got a divorce, it was like a rebirth. And then this hoe emerged and then. I've just been sticking yeah. with it since. Yeah. So now <laughs> um, the only thing that stopped me this go round that started in 2006, um, COVID fucked me up. So I, mm. you know, I was so, I got COVID like three times. And I, so I was so scared of getting COVID. I stopped working and then, um, yeah, I just kind of like involuntarily got out of the game, but I still might go back into it. I miss it. So all the way to 2020, you were still doing like that kind of work, like the, yeah. 
and was it more private or were you still doing it at clubs or was it i only worked at a club for like a year when i got mm -hmm. back in the game in in 2006 and i was like this is hella work um it involves too much ass kissing too many men critiquing my body um and i'm just not down for that and like I, I had to like tip out everybody that worked at the fucking club and mm. also the club every night. And then like, if you don't make tip out, like you can only get away with that so many times before they fire you. And like, it's just, that was not for me. And it's a lot of work. Like I said, I don't have the energy for that. So mm -hmm. um, it's poli politics <laughs> in, yeah, it's, is sex so club. And um, <laughs> I, I had a friend that I grew up with um, since like elementary school. And we reconnected because he, when we, we kind of grew apart after middle school and stuff. And he became a pimp, a really successful pimp. Okay. And um, he was like one of my first like crushes in school. Like we liked each other. I wouldn't even call it a boyfriend because like we were kids, but um, we were very close as kids. So when we reconnected, like, oh, this is somebody I trust. And he's like really good at this sex work shit. He knows the game. Like, and he offered to teach me. And like, he was like, why are you at this club? Like, I could help you elevate, you know? Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, let's like, let's put something together. And so he's actually who got me into sex work. Um, and it was supposed to be like, kind of like a pimp relationship. <laughs> um, this feels like therapy, but um, <laughs> oh please let it was, all out. He was kind of like in love with me. He was in love with me. Well, who and wouldn't so be? I... Who who wouldn't be? Look at you. You're <laughs> I'm in I'm in love with you. Oh, I, thank seriously, you. Yeah. You know how I was at the beginning with you. I was always no. like, oh my god, oh my god, she's gorgeous. And then... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, but I easily was like, okay, you know, he's very fond of me, and I love him like since childhood. So like, I could see myself um manipulating this situation and like not giving him my money and so very quickly i learned the game he he didn't want any money from me so i was keeping all of my money then i was like babysitting his hoes and like collecting their money but then keeping it like talking him into letting me keep also their money mm -hmm. so i'm like traveling across the country with these bitches and like keeping their money and my money and like it wasn't good because bills weren't really getting paid and stuff. There was a lot of shopping going on and irresponsibility. Uh, okay. Well, you were still young, right? So you were still acting. Not really. No, this is after <laughs> I got divorced. I okay. wasn't grown up. But I just Yeah, but, but you were carrying all... It was all about you, especially after being in a, in a relationship like that last one and then getting a divorce. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to just take care of me exactly. yeah i'm gonna fucking take care of me no i get yeah, it yeah and i've yeah. never dealt with that much cash before and like not paying taxes and not waiting for a payday you know uh-huh but when all of a sudden you have like these bags full of cash um in your face you know it's it's real easy to start friv frivolous spending mm -hmm. and so that kind of happened and then after a while i was like you know what i need to like separate from him and his crew for a while and figure some shit out because i'm just like fucking off hella money so i did that but in a nice way like we always remain friends and in contact and everything and um i just started kind of like doing working on my own and then uh like without anybody else and then I'm naturally a dominant person and like a bossy kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so I, I very quickly saw that doming was for me. So I immediately got into that and never got out. No, that's, I mean, I think that's pretty hot. I don't know if I'm 
into that i wouldn't say i am i'd be more into like you dressing up like full of tinfoil like a robot and you know and you know, i'd be I, good for that I'm yeah all yeah weird shit so yeah like... yeah <laughs> have you ever gotten any like weird shit um asked of you like oh, where, yeah. oh, where, yeah. you, where you drew a line in the sand somewhere you know um like in refused ma'am yeah yeah well you know that was just like super weird or you were like nah 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 so there was a time when um this this situation sticks out the most for me because it kind of like traumatized me and then i found out later other girls had gotten this request and so maybe it wasn't real maybe it was just like kind of an initiation thing that this local guy does to new hoes in the mm -hmm. in the bay area that's what I hope anyway. But um, I had got a request to, he told me he had some uh, infant twins and their mother was going to be away or something. And he asked if I could come and basically pretend breastfeed them at, so he could jack off. Okay. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm all about the weird shit. I have very few limits. But then that just the thought yeah that's like not cool no, so i yeah. was like yeah um not no. cool that. and you know i was really fresh at that time like new in the game so i was like what the fuck am i about to be getting calls like this like is this the type of shit you know and um it, it just fucked with me and so like girls i would meet they would ask me like what's the craziest thing you got or whatever or call you got and i would tell mm -hmm. them that and a few people were like he called me too he called me before too so I, we kind of decided like maybe this isn't real maybe he just wants to like get an idea of how far you'd go yeah and like maybe just how shitty of a person we are because back mm. then you could uh like report ads on craigslist and shit and get them taken down and stuff <laughs> and people would do that people would hate on us and like we're paying for these ads and people are going and hating and getting them blagged back to back to back like sometimes they'd ruin our whole day and so we were like maybe he's just seeing like who to fuck with you know if, if someone's willing to do some shit like that maybe so yeah I, I don't yeah. know anybody that actually went to meet up with him or anything or if i would hope real. not that's I pretty tell, yeah yeah i like to tell myself it wasn't real no that's <laughs> but yeah. i know you're, you i remember here, hearing on the podcast you know i listen to it a lot that you're kind of into that like hearing about stories like that and you like yeah want to know like the details the most stuff. extreme of the extreme yeah the yeah extreme, like, like when i yeah. talk about yeah yeah well that's part of my my mental illness too i think just like my ocd and stuff and i have a lot of intrusive thoughts and so the only way for me to really explain that is like i'm already thinking the worst of the worst all the time like my brain i can't control it i go to a very dark fucked up place without my own permission my brain just does it um so for me to feel anything or like have any type of reaction or anything to a story it has to be like either that level or beyond for me to be like like it's very hard to yeah. shock me or fuck me up you know so it has to be something like bad 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 but that's a good defense mechanism you know because yeah. that means this like story of oh this kid got hurt or whatever whatever gets off again you're gonna like not oh that's nothing i've I'm read like, way worse nothing. than that like did they fuck their grandpa today <laughs> or like you know what i mean yeah. like it has to be bad like it has you know yeah 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 so i could and definitely see you doing that just to um 
uh, protect yourself. You know, well, I'm, sure I'm really interested in it. And like some people, um, I think it's it's to make me feel better about my own shit too. To like, um, like there is things worse out there than what my brain is showing me. And and you know, that's kind of comforting to me in a sick way. People judge me for it though. Like I've had boyfriends get mad at me and be like like drunkenly go on a rant online and call me a pedophile and shit because i listen to hella like children's sex podcasts and shit and it's not that i'm getting pleasure from it yeah so it's hard for some people don't get it you know i'm not getting pleasure from it but it just i like to hear about very extreme shit because it just makes me feel a little better about what my brain does to me i think or i don't know yeah no well it like gets you ready for even worse stuff you know like yeah. it yeah it um i don't know how you i don't know how you say the world the word but like yeah there are worse things in life and you don't want to get out there and get shocked by something you want to kind of yeah. slowly slowly uh get used to it and be ready for yeah and like yeah yeah, it it would be hard to shock me i think yeah but then especially not to call you like uh you know a pedophile or anything for doing it you're just looking at it you know but if someone doesn't get it because like that person can't stand to hear something bad like that like some people like even crystal my my co-host my best friend like she can't hear crimes involving children or like crimes involving sexual assault or you know certain things and me i'm like that's nothing like i'll make a sandwich and listen to that like it's, you know, <laughs> relax and take a bath and listen to that like it's nothing like it's i don't know I, if you don't get it you're not gonna get it so. no no i get it I, I i'm a person that's just as sick minded and i'll watch videos I, on yeah on twitter of like people getting shot you know like just With in cold blood like, and it yeah. could, it could be an innocent person. It could be a guilty person. No matter what, just watch it and be like, Cartel, oh. beheading videos, piece of cake. <laughs> I'm just like, that. you yeah, know, just, just watch it a few times and then you're like, okay. And then you move on, you know? Yeah, it's nothing. I don't even it, give it uh, a reaction. I'm just like, okay, you know, yeah. I've seen this type of shit before. Also, I grew up um, watching Faces of Death videos yeah. on VHS. Do you remember that mm-hmm. series? I remember it, but I never, I never watched it. So there was that series and then there was Rotten.com that was very I remember popular that. when I was growing up. And so when I was young, I was seeing all this like decapitation and fucking people getting ran over by trains and, you know, all that kind of stuff when I was a kid. So really, I'm like, I'm not getting shocked by any of that at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather watch that, though, than like, you know, sex videos or anything like that. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm I don't like watching like, I guess, porn. I would yeah. rather probably watch that sick, that sick shit than porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. I could see that. And I know, um, you know, like I, I try not to heart very many of your pictures because I know you have your dude. I don't want to like get him <laughs> to uh, <laughs> get him to uh, after me. But I, I know you you've said you you're into women at times, or yeah. you you are like my very the... first sexual experiences were with women. Well, with, and, with girls, not with women. I was a kid, yeah. but they were with okay. girls. Yeah. And My I'll age. say you, you and, started and early, like, early, like consensually and all that, just experimenting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Like me and my best friend, one of the things that we kind of bonded over and we're just super shocked, like had in common, is we started masturbating when we were like super young, like four years old. 
mm-hmm. to completion, like to an, uh, an orgasm at this super young age. We were super hypersexual kids and we were not, we were not like sexually abused children. Sometimes that can have that effect on a child. It's just yeah. something that how we were, I don't know. And so for me anyway, I started experimenting with like my little friends, like really young. And then I started, um, there was a girl in high school that lived in my neighborhood. And so when I was in like elementary school, I don't know why she let me do this, but she like, let me come on to her and like make out with her. And like, you know, we didn't like mm-hmm. have sex, but like almost, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, uh, you know, all my early experiences were with women. And then later on in life, again, after I got a divorce, at one point I was in a triad relationship with like two, there were two women and one guy and we were all together. Um, but again, my, my dominant ways kind of kicked in and I was like, they like fucked without me knowing or something. And I like lost Mm. I was like, there's no, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, why would y'all do, you know? And so I like ended it. And then I oh, kept with up. her for mm. a while, but then, yeah, that eventually fizzled out. So yeah, I do have attraction to women. I just haven't messed with anybody in a while. Yeah. I was wondering if you, I don't know what they call it, flu- fluidity, but you're still yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I call myself queer. Cause I'm not like bisexual is like liking men or women. Right. But like. Mm-hmm. Queer is like liking anybody, like non-binary. I'm still learning these terms, by the way, but like non-binary and like uh, trans or anybody, I think is is queer. So that's why mm-hmm. I call myself queer because I like just everybody on the spectrum. Yeah, well, I've always considered myself well, not always, but just more recently asexual because I don't like the act of uh, I, inter- I, inter- intercourse. My meds know? have been doing that to me lately. Uh huh. So I, I, I'm kind of experiencing a lot of that lately, just from my meds, from good old SSRIs. Yeah, I prefer, I would like take care of myself, but mm-hmm. then I always had, I don't know if you heard, like I would always think about my cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and so, I, uh, so I never thought of like wanting to have impregnate her, you know? So I always thought of being asexual, like, oh, I don't want to, like I wouldn't mind masturbating Ooh. next to you, but I don't know about having sex with you, you know? So you don't have sex with other people or just with yourself? No, just with myself. Okay. That's cool. just just masturbating. It's not Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean whatever, but, whatever you're into. I think yeah, yeah. But uh it, it was always like that, especially whenever I was like, you know, uh with my cousin for like short period of time, it was like I never wanted to have that chance of impregnating your cousin. Nope. I know, and causing a fucking baby with problems or something like, yeah like you're not supposed to do that like, yeah yeah i never wanted yeah. that but and then i don't even want to have children and pass on these fucked up uh oh, mental God. issues you know even more yeah, but uh, yeah <laughs> that's that, and we already have enough people it's funny i fooled around with a cousin growing up oh yeah yeah i'm not super proud of it but it's like I, i've told funny stories on the podcast about it quite a bit crystal likes to tease me about it was it like a close? Infesty. Um, was it was it a first a... cousin, yeah. Oh, first for real. And um, we grew up for years like brother and sister, like even close. Like we were together every day playing. And uh, like I said, just being a hypersexual child, just kind of, we didn't no, have that's... sex, but we, you know, did other things. And, yeah. Like, it's very embarrassing now. Like if I ever run into that person at a family 
event or something. Luckily, we're not like around each other, and you know, yeah, because it's awkward. Uh, but that, that's know? how it was yeah. with my my cousin though. It was like we'd we'd hang out a lot, and I'd play with her feet and shit like that. You know, you know, and it was just. I don't know. Fun and games. How the attraction started? Yeah, yeah. It was just like fun and games, you know. What's funny is um, a lot of foot clients that I've had. They've told me that their their like foot fetish started from childhood. Like if they had a hot babysitter and she would like not wear socks around them a lot, or like um, even one was telling me about his grandmother was always barefoot and he would like always Mm. check out her feet and shit and just like you know, her legs, she wore dresses and shit. And just, yeah, that's, it always started like from childhood, the, the fascination mm-hmm. with the feet. I don't know if mine came that. I think just my cousin was always barefoot and I liked having... Her or you liked the... Yeah. Her, I liked touching like an area that was, I guess, off limits, you know? Because okay. the feet are, the feet are kind of, you know, I, I guess precious if you think about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then if they they take care of me for sure. Yeah, and if you take care of your feet, you take care of everything else. That's what I've always thought as far as the yeah. female goes. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed is that um it's really concerning to me. I've noticed white girls more than any others, I think, but like girls that don't get pedicures like freak me out. Like, what are you doing? Why are That's... you not taking care of your feet? Like, ass heel, dry heel skin. And, there are like, men that get pedicures, you know? Yeah, like... but I mean, there's, like, women. Like, I've noticed there's a big group, like, of women that don't get pedicures. And they'll have, like, chipped-ass polish on their feet from, like, a wedding last year or something. And it's like, you ain't thought to re-hit that or, like, you know, get those <laughs> down or anything. Like, I don't. Some people are lazy with their Dude, feet. No, I need a woman. Like, I feel like that's like, especially nowadays, that's just standard to have yeah. your feet done and your hands yeah. done, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not even for, like you said, a wedding or a special occasion, just just to feel well, yeah, good. There's no special occasion pedicure people. And it's like, I need you to like make that a regular thing, yeah. regular upkeep. L- you like know? bathing. That's yeah. just regular Hygiene. maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, routine maintenance. <laughs> and I was checking out. Uh, I know I check out your Patreon and your Instagram. Your Instagram at Lurk Patafria. I see you do sh- shoe raffles, bathtub picks, but I also see you cooking up some fucking delicious shit. Like, um, what do you think's the best dish, like food you've ever made? I I know you went on a, or you just started, right? Like really cooking a lot, where it's like, yeah, fucking crazy it's weird. good. <clears throat> so I started. I never cooked growing up. Like I, I lived with my grandma and stuff. And then I went and lived with my godmother and like, they just always cooked. So growing up, I didn't really learn how to cook ever. So then as an adult, when I was married, I would make just like easy shit, like spaghetti or tacos or something. I just had like a couple go-tos and then mm-hmm. my husband would cook and we would eat out a lot. Um, and then it wasn't until, when was it? Probably like 2015, 14-ish, I became a vegan. And so, especially back then when you're vegan, there ain't much to choose from. Oh, yeah. Your own fucking food. Like, you're not going to just go to restaurants, especially then, and be able to order anything other than like fries or a salad. So, I had to cook a lot of my food. And so, I kind of like got comfortable cooking back then. And so I would start posting cooking videos of like hella vegan shit. I made like pupusas from scratch. I made like 
Thanksgiving, whole Thanksgiving meal from scratch, <laughs> like a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I put it on my page and um, people were into it. And then it's crazy because people now to this day still think I'm vegan and I haven't been for a really long time. But I never really liked meat growing up anyway. So I've always kind of been borderline vegetarian unless it's burnt. I'll eat like burnt meat, which is whatever, a whole other conversation. It has to be burnt. Burnt? Yeah, the texture. I'm really weird about texture. So huh. it has to be like a leather belt or a shoe or I won't eat it. Like I have to know it's super done, like tough, jerky almost. Then I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you do? Like just how do you go about it? You just chew on it and then like let it get all over and then swallow or? Just eat it like normal. Yeah, just okay. eat it like normal. But it's just, you know, it's really tough like to start out with. But like if I order meat in a restaurant or something, I'm like, please burn it. Like, you know, as much as they will, as much as they're willing to. Okay. Sometimes they're like, are you joking? And I'm like, no, I'm serious. But um, so, yeah, if I rarely eat meat, it's usually some shit like that. Um, but I just... uh start you know the vegan shit made me start cooking and then now the relationship i'm in now for some reason maybe just later in life getting old i don't know but i've started cooking a lot for him since we've been together and i never did that before so it's weird it's like i don't know who i'm becoming but and it's like uh i I remember seeing it was like curry right you're cooking curries and curry one day and i was like i kind of killed it like it was good yeah yeah I'm about and to say, I've like, never really attempted that before. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you don't like what you consider your best dish. Like you're like, fucking if I'm I'm going to impress someone, I'm going to fucking put this dish out. Um, It depends what they are. Like if it's a black person, I'll probably make spaghetti with hot links and shit in it. Like black people spaghetti. Mm. Um, That usually is a winner. Um, If it's like. I don't know. My tacos and stuff are good. Uh, Enchiladas are good. I make a lot of food that I don't eat because, you know, like my kids eat meat and, and, you know, my, my man and my family and stuff like they eat meat. So, and friends. So like I cook a lot of meat. I just don't eat it myself, but turns out good. So I don't know. Man, that's, well, that's crazy to like go from like your last relationship where like it was all, you left it and then it was all about you, all about you, which was fair because you, you know, yeah. you were getting out of that. And then now you're yeah. like kind of maker ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah homemaker. Like... Domestic, but I think that came with age. Yeah. Yeah. I feel That's... a lot more domestic now because some days I wake up and I'm like, I want to cook. Like I'm going to try to cook something really hard and see if I can do it. And like, I've never wanted to do that before. <laughs> and then, um, the, the little, uh, the little ones like your granddaughter, right? I have a granddaughter. The little one here is my daughter. Her and oh, my okay. granddaughter are six months apart. Oh, so that's. No, I always, I'm always seeing pictures of her. She's adorable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have more, but I had a rough pregnancy this last time, so they advised me to not have any more. So, I guess I just have to wait on my kids to have some now. Well, that's always fun, though, to be. Uh, I have I have two nieces, and I know. I'd rather have girls than boys. I don't know. Really? You have, yeah. Do you have any boys or just girls? I do. I have one boy. Okay. I was, I was going to say boys. I don't know. I'll say girls are the future. I, I don't, could not handle uh, taking care of a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not a good time. And he's a Capricorn. I don't know if you're familiar. 
<laughs> he's the worst of the worst. Like um, know it all. Ever since he was a child, he was like this too. Just know it all. And like to the third power, he's just, oh God, he's impossible. But I love him to death. He's just oh, a yeah. very difficult know-it-all personality. And if it's anything like my, well, I was like my mom's favorite. And then, you know, we, she turned on me, but I, I don't think that happened with you. But I'm saying I like, oh, I didn't know you were, your, your, you started out your mom's favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, we were oh. like, yeah, I loved my mom. And then yeah, she just okay. slowly, you know, took more, you. took more and more advantage of me, more and more advantage. Oh. Yeah. Until it just yeah, pushed me. We have me. that in common. I think um, I'm part of the shitty mom's club. And you, um, were you like close to your parents? up until a certain point and then well it, it, they broke you or you always just not like really i so my mom and me my mom my my parents were kids when they had me okay i'll start off with that they were like 16 and 17 when they had me mm -hmm. had no business having me but um so you know i try to keep that in mind but they did not stay together long i was very young when they separated and my mom later like got a boyfriend when I was like five or something and just like bounced and like went to live with him and his family and like, you know, which was in the same city as me, but like I stayed with my grandparents. I couldn't go like, like I could go visit over there, but I couldn't spend the night. It was like a really fucked up situation. Yeah. Meanwhile, my dad who is like severely mentally ill, angry person, um, also drugs were involved. He was like trying to get full custody of me, like to spite my mom, but like she did everything in her power to not allow that probably because he's like a dangerous person, but he was always a really good dad to me. So I, he was always in my life growing up. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, even though I didn't live with him or anything, he was always there. If I ever needed him, he was pulling up. My mom, not so much. She was around locally, but not in my life, really. Um, and then as I got older, we just got further and further apart. And it was a mess. But yeah, we're, we're actually not cool right now. Like, I haven't talked to her since like last year sometime. But um, <laughs> And does she try to be in your life? Or do you try to be in her life? Like, you know, no, cause... I ended it. I kind of okay. ended it because it's just there's so much damage there's so much damage done and it's like, I can't get past it without therapy. And so I suggested therapy to her and she was not down. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to try. Cause she's a good grandmother. She's, she's been like a good grandmother to my kids, a better grandmother than a mother than that she was to me. So I was like, okay, let me try to just like get past this on my own. And I just couldn't, I was just constantly like, finding myself hurt by things and like triggered by a lot of things from her and shit. So it was just best for me to step back and be like, you know what, without professional help, like I can't do this. Um, and she would have a habit of like lying to me. And I really don't respect that, especially cause like I'm grown as fuck this big age. What the fuck are you lying to me for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you've done enough, like don't start that shit. So it was just, yeah, just, um, just separated myself so no that's for your own talk that's for your yeah, own health you know my own sanity i had to yeah. so um unless we can get like some professional help i'm not open to rekindling any connection anytime. but then that takes her too you know like you can you can be the one who initiates the help and instigates it 
But then if she's not gonna like even try, like what's the fucking point, you know? Exactly. And then if, yeah. if she, if she, yeah, and she, I don't want you to like half-ass try because that's the only way you're gonna be in our lives again. I want you to want to fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's and why we're I both don't get working. That vibe from her, she's kind of like, I already told you sorry a bunch of times. Like I fucked up. Like, but I did A, B, and C for you as an adult. So now you know, and it's like, whoa, yeah, that's not whatever. how you apologize. And also, yeah. like I'm telling you, I'm deep affected by fucking being abandoned and shit you know so it's like it's a mess it's a hot fucking mess i could talk for hours about that situation <laughs> no i've been the same like i wasn't close with my dad once my parents divorced and i was just i was the middle child so i was like the the firstborn son so oh, okay. i was like i was the, the favorite child? yeah i was the firstborn son. So i was the favorite yeah uh and then eventually i just kept trying to take care of my mom give her everything but she became Aww. once once she divorced my dad, she became like like she wanted to just take care of herself, like without mm -hmm. taking care of her children anymore, you know. So yeah. she was constantly using me or using whoever, whatever man she was like with at the time, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it just got too much for me because she was kind of making it more and more obvious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, oh, I need I, uh, taking my wallet from my shoe when I was asleep. Whoa! To, yeah, like going to buy fucking brown bag specials from Sonic, but just for her and my little brother. And here I am, like working job, going to school, trying to like. She just felt entitled. Yeah, yeah, no. she did, and uh, it just got to be too much to where I was like, "You're now I can't I can't trust my mom." And then yeah. now I can't trust any woman if you can't trust your mom, you know. Or at least yeah, that's how that happens. It kind of yeah. turns into that. Yeah, it's yeah. Family dynamics can really fuck a person up, and but then it makes you more like better on your on your own. Like for one, sometimes for real, you say sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I mean, like I think I'm a really good shining example of like a positive outcome because I could be a dope fiend right now. Like I could, oh be, yeah. Like, a crazy dope fiend unmedicated on the street, you know, and I would have every right to be mm -hmm. because of what I've gone through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I try to pat myself on the back. Like you're doing hella good considering you had to fucking like raise yourself basically. Yeah. That's what I say too. Like we would, we would have every right to use this as an excuse as a crutch Robin to say the world, yeah. the world owes us, you know, cause my parents or our parents yeah. treated us like shit. Yeah. But we we deal with it and it makes us stronger because we're out there yeah. kind of by ourselves, you know. And I think it's it's actually made me such a better parent than I probably would have been. You know what I mean? Because I, like I have an example of what I don't want to be like or what I don't want to ever make my kids feel like. So like it makes me go harder and like care more about my kids and like our relationship, yeah. and how they feel and, you know you so. want to break that cycle oh, yeah. some people don't they'll just continue, continue the cycle yeah, yeah and, and it just keeps going but you do like some people are conscious of it oh yeah and you want to break it you know yeah i would never want mine to feel anything like i felt no that's always great i'm, I'm like that with my nieces i never want them to think like like no i'm here for you no matter what don't think you need to help me yeah you know, i'm here for you i'm your yeah. I'm your parent. I'm your caretaker, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, don't ever think you need to take care of me. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and I was funny. thinking I was thinking of uh your tattoos. How many do you even know how many you have? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I started getting tattooed when I was eleven. Um, I was in sixth grade and mm -hmm. me and my friend, my super close friend back then, we learned how to do stick and pokes 
on each other. And so that's like when my tattoo started. And yeah, I still, my first one was like, it's an M on the side of my ring finger here. I don't know mm -hmm. if you can really see it, but it's still there. It's in there hella good. And I'm so old. I'm like, I'm surprised that didn't fall out. But yeah, that I got that when I was 11. And then like some shit on my ankle and stuff. And it just was on from there. I got my first like shop tattoo when I was 15. I used somebody else's ID and went and got a dragon on my stomach. And it was just like going hard, balls to the wall with tattoos, like as a kid. Yeah, I know my buddy, uh, the one who does the art for my stuff, he's he's done all my tattoos. I have, like, maybe six or seven. I didn't know he did tattoos. That's dope. Yeah, yeah oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, I like his graphic everything. work. Yeah, he's That's great. Cool. Retro Horror Inc. Yeah, he does. Yeah. he's done, like, all my tattoos. He does all the art. Oh, he helped, okay. helped you out. So, yeah, he's like a renaissance man. He does everything. Yeah, you should do, like, <laughs> a tattoo tour or something because I I've never, I don't think I've ever seen any of your tattoos. Yeah, I I guess they rarely show. I have like a, yeah. you see that Galaga spaceship right there? Yeah, yeah. What's that from? Like uh, Galaga, the video game. The oh, okay. spaceship. Okay. And then uh -huh. up, up here, I'd want to get like the enemies or something. Yeah. So it looks like they're shooting up. They're going at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think what else we might. Uh, we talked about uh, it was great. It was a great therapy session. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I overshared a little bit. No, I'm, no, I listen to your show. I put it on when I take a bath. I'm not kidding. I put it on when I do the dishes. I put and the way I describe it to people because I do tell people like, listen, when they ask, do I listen to any other shows? And I'm like, if it's not true crime, it's only this one. And so I, I tell them about yours, and I'm like, the way I describe it is like mildly problematic. Okay, but with humor. So, like, you know, anything with humor, I feel like if it's done right, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that so is... I'm like, it's really you just gotta listen. Like it's really fucking enjoyable. And yeah, I, no, I, I as much I, as I can. I appreciate you so much. Like I don't know. It it's it's crazy how I start out like just oh my god, I'm obsessed with her, you know. And now you're just you're just great to talk to. You're fucking cool, you know. Thank you. And then you even you even did the art piece back here. Behind yes. Me. Did did you hang that just because we were doing this episode? Because I've been I did. for it. <laughs> I, I, I did for it, and I'm like, he fucking hates it because I know in the background. So he I had <laughs> I had it um behind it's my work garbage. desk. No, no, I have a work desk, and I had it behind my work desk. Okay. So the, so the <laughs> people like, I had it behind my work dresser. <laughs> <laughs> I have a corner, a little nook over here where i work remotely and they see okay. that in the background and then i'm like you know what i'm gonna move it here today and it's probably gonna stay there for the rest i of, was uh... really proud of it when i did it i'll have you know and um, no, it was fucking great i was i, was fucking, I hope you like i loved it, it. i really liked it and um, no i loved it yeah, it was so great you. whenever fucking whenever you agreed to it i was all oh, man it's gonna be fucking great i love it <laughs> so much i love getting commissioned to do any kind of because it motivates me you know and um it's like I really like doing art, but if I don't have like a reason to, I, it's hard for me to complete tasks. It's just like yeah, a like a goal. Thing. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. But yeah. So a fire under my ass to get some stuff done. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll get some more stuff from you eventually. Yeah. I just yeah, of love course. you know love love uh talking to you love your art You're love cool. everything I love everything about you. I right, let's just say you. that. Thank you. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, thank you for being I, who I think you're the the great goddess you are. Oh, 
Uh, and I'm equal parts excited, excited, and you know, scared that I actually got to like talk to you and interview you because you're fucking perfect. Oh, but no. uh, I don't know if you had any other things to share, any like shout outs, promos. Um, no, I just wanted to ask you, like, uh, I don't know if you're closing out, but I wanted to ask you what you thought about. Did you read anything about all these morgues saying they only hire women or they only want to hire women? I, I might have saw you share something. Did I see you share something about it or did I see it on Twitter? On Twitter, but, I think I reshared something or I liked yeah. it or something. But I I put it in my notes and I didn't talk to Crystal about it on our most recent episode because I wanted to like, save it and talk to you about it because I thought you'd be like more on my my <laughs> thought <laughs> i remember but, uh, reading about it and it makes sense and i know why and you can tell me why because i do know why because so, I, I it didn't take me long to make the connection but like yeah. the, the tweet said something like oh i just found out that like morgues and funeral homes mostly want to only hire women and um i it, i didn't have to like think long of why but I went in the comments and people were just like mortified and they were like, what? Like people are fucking the fucking corpses. And it's like, duh. But then some people yeah. were like, yeah, this shit has been going on since like mummification, Egyptian mummy days. Like, like they would not turn over their female relatives um, until the body started to decompose because they knew the guy that was going to dress it was going to fuck it. So they would like, try to deter him from doing that so they'd be like let her get a little rotten first before we fucking drop her off and yeah fuck her dead body and I, it, I mean, it was like awesome how many stories of it because i've read stories before about like people's sperm being found in corpses uh that belong to the mortician and shit and like the bodies were recovered for an investigation and then you know it was it was uncovered that he had sex with it it was this big scandal but like it's way more common that i think people realize well you know you you um i guess i didn't think about it until it was it's it was said you know you know why they hire women and i'm like oh yeah okay i know why you know yeah. like <laughs> it, it didn't click it didn't click until someone like put it in oh, the really? Yeah, because I never thought of that. I For mean, me, it was immediate. I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, they're going to fuck it. Like, yeah. I would just assume that anyway, you know? Like, <laughs> I, 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 once yeah. once I saw it in black and white, I was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah and then, that's what a man does. Dude, that's what men that do. thread was just so many stories and, like, people put, pasted articles and, like, all kind of shit about stories, like, in their hometown about... uh shit like that like you know i didn't know it happened so fucking like every day to where it's like why even it's it's like why even report it because it happens so often like one, (laughs) one person was saying that they got hired um to work at a funeral home and one of the managers told her do not leave this doctor's side while he's on shift like basically he can't be left unattended because he's gonna do it and so she's like <laughs> taken aback, but it like okay, like and just worked with them every day, and it's like fuck, like what's well, one of those? It's like an unspoken, like you can't write it in the book or have a sign that says "Please do not fuck the bodies." You yeah, know, like, like a sign, get a metal yeah. sign made and put above the door or something. Yeah, it's no, like no, you should just not fuck them. That that should just yeah, be a yeah. 
<laughs> but it's like, no, that's part of the job. Like that comes with the territory. No, it's kind of like sheep farmers. Like, did you know that they fuck the sheep? Like that's like a regular ass thing. I didn't know it was a regular thing, but I heard that a sheep's oh. vagina is like the closest to a female's oh. vagina. Uh, that human. would make sense then why it's such a regular not even really frowned upon thing like i've yeah. read stories about women catching their farmer husbands and like going off but like personally my best friend has a friend who has some sheep farmer family i'll just say that and they had relatives that i guess had got caught doing it and so it's like not far-fetched it's like a regular sheep farmer thing like you fuck the and, sheep yeah that's so weird that it's like you you know someone who knows someone it's that yeah personally com, com, like, yeah, yeah it's that common you know right it's not that far removed yeah. from me like yeah you know what I mean? this isn't like third uh third world shit it's like no, someone that i know America. knows someone <laughs> yeah present day like this isn't like <laughs> from the 1800s either like i could call them right now and call they'll fucking be like remember this story yeah. Like, yeah yeah exactly i heard uh i heard a dolphin's vagina vagina was like a a female's vagina too that's wild i just yeah. don't put anything past men anymore i don't dude and I, I probably i probably should not share this because i also want to share this episode on my patreon <laughs> But I am going to just try to be vague and say that a relative, a, when I was growing up, I think I was in high school, a relative of someone close to me was uh, in an apartment beside ours, I'll say, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. was fucking their dog. And this is like, hello, in the Bay Area, this is, I'm not hella old, this was not that long ago. You know, I, I am old, yeah. but this like not that long ago and they, like like was keeping us up at night and like they had to go and fucking smash on him and be like you have to leave like because you keep fucking this dog and like you're embarrassing <laughs> like, <laughs> not even it's like up with these type of stories i don't put shit past men anymore i don't i just don't it's a thing like i don't you're gonna fuck a couch cushion if you're if you're inclined to do so like <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. Ne nevertheless, we persisted and found a way. I, I don't know. That's why I prefer I just masturbate. You just handle it? <laughs> yeah, I just handle it. My own, that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't need any tools or any, you know. I, I have my imagination. Why can't we just use the power of our imagination? Well, you know what, though? Let me ask you this. Is it asexual not even sexual with yourself that's what i thought no i think asexual is with yourself like you do it with yourself i thought asexual is just not a not sexual at all like the thought disgusts them because that's how i feel that's that's an example i've been using like i'm kind of asexual right now like my meds make me asexual like i don't want any sex no i think that's another like term like celibate <laughs> celibate is celibate. when you don't Celibacy is when you don't like yeah. want sex at all. Being yeah. celibate. So you people that are celibate don't masturbate. Uh, celibate celibacy is like or something. What I think asexual is not because isn't Morrissey asexual? Uh, I've no, I, I know that name Morrissey. I know he's a music artist. I don't know his music, uh, but I can't remember any like. I can't remember any famous ace, but there's too many terms, you know. Yeah, like, 
I can't keep up. Yeah, it's getting like too too many branches of too many different things. But I always considered asexual where I can like masturbate with myself, take care of myself. And then like celibate is like a nun, you know, where they they vow off of sex. They're celibate, you know? No. Okay, so wait, I Googled it. Okay, it says subcategories, gray asexuality <laughs> and demisexuality okay definition lack of sexual attraction to others low or absent desire or interest in sexual activity okay so it's kind of a low amount so i think yeah i just don't want it at all like i think that's what (laughs) i don't know we gotta like get brushed up on our terms yeah what but it it, it's they're ever evolving nowadays those terms so they are and i'd be saying the wrong shit and i'm like i'm sorry i grew up where like (laughs) we called them trannies like trans folks we called them trannies and they wanted to be called trannies so like yeah I had clients I would take to go see my favorite trannies and you know, they, you know, that, that was an acceptable term. And then now it's like, I got fucking reprimanded and was like, no, like you don't use that word anymore. And I, fuck, I didn't know. Like, so I'm Dude. still learning. That's what I mean. Well, yeah. It's like saying like retard or something like we used and to I say grew it all... up saying retard too. Yeah. Like, As a I kid, still... I'd say it all the time. That was an <laughs> like... actual term. Like that yeah. was the correct term to use and now it's a it's medical like, term yeah, yeah yeah now it's like no it's fucked up no oh. it, and then they're making obese like a bad word too and skits saying like skits is a bad term because like, and, like and then what yeah. what bugs me the most is that they're trying to put it on the same level as the n-word and it's like it's dude not, no, nothing, nothing is gonna be that level nothing no. is on the same level no. as the n-word no. nothing will if ever be once somebody compares tries to make that comparison you already lost the argument yeah it's like dude you're saying obese right you're saying yeah. the word and you're saying n-word you're not saying the not- word you're not yeah. saying the actual you word. Won't even That's say it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you right there they're not the same level. Yeah, yeah. that just tells you. Yeah. Exactly. There, there will never be a word. There will never, never be a word like the N word. Never. No. Do not no. compare it to no. 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 No, I, I hate know. when they do that. No. <laughs> yeah. That's... I get so mad when I hear that shit. <laughs> oh. But I think that's a good uh note to leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah brush yeah. up on our terms we'll be wiser next time we we hook up and yeah no i'd love to talk yeah. again you're fucking you're amazing you're great thank you i yeah. think the same of you you're cool no thanks and i'm sorry uh, about this background noise if we needed to do it over let me know oh no we're great yeah. we could just do a whole nother one later on uh okay. eventually yeah for sure okay uh, but thank you for your time thank you uh, yeah you have uh your podcast hello dysfunction you can find it anywhere uh, podcasts anywhere. are available. Yeah. Uh, you have your Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash hello dysfunction. Yep. Uh, that you do That's where we get a little more stuff. personal and we share uh-huh. our, even more of our business we ain't supposed to be talking about. No, that's why I got that extra extra <laughs> um, content on there, that extra bonus episode. The gossip. Great. You get the good gossip, the clubhouse. <laughs> but yeah. thank you so much for being thank here. You. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. And um, we'll definitely do this again. This is great. Yes, for sure. All right. Please keep that cleaning up. (laughs) I will. I will. Okay. I'm going to be checking. I will. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.